Poops. My name is Adam Klebsig. Unfortunately, co-host Michael Guyman could not be with us for this episode. Just like the first episode, we're going to be going over the previous week, week 11 in fantasy basketball. Going to go over our top 20 performers, uh, possible waiver wire free agency additions that could help your team, and uh, injury update. And then we're going to be handing out our weekly awards and then previewing the upcoming week, week 12 in fantasy basketball. Uh, Without wasting any more time, let's get right into that first segment the top 100 performers of the past week. All right, our top performer over the past week was Anthony Davis, New Orleans Pelicans. Nothing too surprising here. He is the top-ranked player in all fantasy basketball this year. Uh, 32 points, two blocks, two steals, a little under three assists, a little under 16 rebounds, three uh, 52% from the floor and 79% from the line for Anthony Davis this week. Uh, he has just been exceptional, and hopefully he went first in your draft. If he went anywhere lower than first in your draft, then whoever got him got an absolute steal. Uh, the second-ranked player over the past week was Kemba Walker, Charlotte Hornets. He, he's been surprisingly good this year. Over the past week, putting up 33 points, a block, a steal and a half, four assists, 4.3 rebounds, five three-pointers, 75% from the charity stripe, and 56% from the floor. Those are some impressive numbers from Kemba. Uh, He went in the third, fourth round in a lot of drafts, and Kemba has been providing late second-round, early third-round value right now. So, He's been a nice surprise this year. Uh, next third third ranked player over the past week is another point guard, Kyrie Irving from the Boston Celtics. Um, just some ridiculous numbers from Kyrie over the past week too: twenty eight and a half points, half a block, point uh, eight steals. Not too great with the defensive stats, but here's what really did it: uh, we got eight assists per game, six rebounds per game, a little over three threes per game, and just ridiculous percentages 95 percent from the free throw line and 55 percent from the floor uh fourth ranked player over the past week was deandre ayton the rookie center from phoenix suns uh 20.8 points block and a half and 2.3 steals now that's something to watch here because the main thing that's limited ayton's value so far this year has been the lack of the defensive numbers if he continues to get you know even a steal and a block per game hopefully you know you like to see close to two blocks per game from ayton but if he can maintain this level of defensive production i mean you're looking at a guy that could be top 20 rest of season uh furthermore 13.3 rebounds still hasn't made any threes yet and that's really surprising because you know he would take a three every now and then in arizona uh, but we just haven't seen him take any threes yet in the nba uh didn't really take any free throws but he did shoot 33 percent from the free throw line over the past week which is a little bit concerning uh aiden's usually a pretty good free throw shooter though so i don't think there's anything uh to be too concerned about long term and then also uh posting ridiculous 73 percent uh field goal percentage that is just wow all right, and the fifth best player over the past week, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Milwaukee Bucks, 30.7 points and just ridiculous with the defensive numbers, three blocks and 2.3 steals per game, seven assists, 
12.7 rebounds per game, uh, three per game, which is interesting because Giannis doesn't really shoot that many threes. Not too good with the free throw percentage, only 65% from the free throw line, but 62% from the floor. And uh, that's what we're going to need from Giannis to uh, have him start uh, performing at the level where he was drafted at. You know, Giannis went in the first round of virtually every draft. And you know, so far this year, he's been pretty much a second round player. Uh, hopefully he can keep these type of numbers up because these will firmly plant him into the first round if he can maintain those defensive numbers like he did this past week. All right, and the sixth ranked player over the past week is Kevin Durant, Golden State Warriors, 27 points per game, 1.3 blocks, a steal per game, seven assists, 7.8 rebounds, two threes, 82% from the free throw line, 49% from the floor. Uh, Kevin Durant is just the epitome of consistency. You know, he went uh, usually usually in that uh, middle of the first round of most people's drafts, and that's exactly what you're getting from him. Uh, not too much fluctuation on the game-to-game performances. Kevin Durant is as solid as they come. And the seventh-ranked player over the past week is James Harden, Houston Rockets. A ridiculous 42.3 points on average over the past week. 1.3 blocks per game, 1.7 steals per game, 6.3 assists, 5.7 rebounds, 7 threes per game, and uh, 90% from the free throw line, 42% from the floor. That is just ungodly from James Harden. If it weren't for the turnovers and the low field goal percentage, I have no doubt he would have been number one. All right, and the next uh, performer of the week would be Devin Booker, Phoenix Suns. Some pretty good numbers from him, too. Uh, 28 points, 0.3 blocks, a steal and a half, 8.8 assists, and that is going to be something to watch. As we mentioned previously, uh, Devin Booker, in our opinion, is best suited for point guard role in, in Phoenix, you know, it will allow them to start both Macau Bridges and Josh Jackson, who the Phoenix Suns have invested a lot into. And uh, Booker definitely appears to play the best when he is carrying the ball up the court and in more of a playmaking role than a scoring off the ball role. Uh, 4.3 rebounds, 2.33s. 90.5% from the charity stripe and 48% from the floor for Devin Booker. He has been pretty darn good this year, especially when Igor Koshkov does utilize him in more of a playmaking point guard role. Just something to watch for because when he is in that playmaking point guard role, he is more of a uh, early second round guy. And when he's not, he's more of a late second round, early to mid third round guy. All right. And the ninth best performer over the previous week was Steph Curry of the Golden State Warriors. Uh, 28 points per game from Steph, 0.8 blocks, steal and a half, 5.5 assists, 4.5 rebounds, four threes per game, 82% from the free throw line and 43% from the floor. Field goal percentage is a little low lower than where it normally is for Steph, but uh, this is a pretty typical Steph Curry week. 
nothing stands up or down too much. Uh, and, you know, Steph Curry right, this year's provided early first-round value, probably only behind Anthony Davis and James Harden. Uh, you know, he, he went towards the end of the first round in a lot of drafts. And if you were lucky enough to get him towards the end of the first round in your draft, you have to be happy with how he's done. And the next player over the past week, 10th best player would be Damian Lillard, Portland Trailblazers, 29 points per game, half a block, half a steal, five assists, two and a half rebounds, 3.3 threes. 95% from the free throw line, 47% from the floor. Damian Lillard performing right about where he was drafted. You know, most drafts early second round, late first, and that's exactly what you're getting from him this year. Got to be happy with what he's doing, and he is obviously the man in Portland. Now, our next performer of the week, this is a really interesting guy. This is Macau Bridges of the Phoenix Suns, 11th best player over the past week. Um, you know, we're, we're going to get to this later in the show, but if, if he's on your waiver wire, don't wait till we get to that next part of the, sh- the show. You go, you pick him up, and you grab him right now. Because what's finally starting to happen with Macau Bridges, the defensive numbers are coming around. Over the past week, 11 points. Of course, that's not, you know, that's nothing too great. But here we go 1.3 blocks per game, 2.3 steals per game, 3.3 assists, 3.8 rebounds, 2.3 threes. Did not miss a free throw all week and shot 50% from the floor. Now, if that's what you can start getting consistently from Macau Bridges, you're looking at like a future Otto Porter type fantasy player where he's going to get you defensive numbers, rebounds, shoot threes, have good percentages, and he's not going to turn the ball over a lot. Um, but obviously with Macau Bridges, you know, he has the starting shooting guard position, uh, I guess small forward when you, I guess, Call Devin Booker the starting shooting guard, uh, but in practicality, he's more like the sh- shooting guard. But, you know, Cal Bridges, he's firmly cemented in the starting lineup in Phoenix. The minutes are pushing upward. And if he can maintain these types, th- these type of defensive numbers, he's going to be a must own player rest of the year. I think right now, though, you got to go pick him up and you got to write it out. All right. And the next player, 12th best player over the past week, is Marcus Morris of the Boston Celtics. Surely he's not on your waiver wire. I don't think it really needs mentioning, but if he is, you absolutely have to have Marcus Morris. 19 points per game over the past week, half a block, 0.3 steals, 1.3 assists, 6 rebounds, 3 threes per game, didn't miss a free throw, and 55% from the floor for Marcus Morris. He has been one of the pleasant fantasy surprises of this year. You know, didn't really uh, think he would be doing much. His role wasn't really going to change much from last year, but apparently uh, a lot of people were wrong, and it has, and he is a must-own player. All right, the 13th best player over the past week, Danilo Gallinari of the Clippers. Wow, what what a year this guy's having! Uh, you know, it was only just going to be a matter of whether he could stay healthy or not. So far, he's only missed one game all year. 
Uh, but yeah, over the past week for Danilo, 20 points per game, 0.3 blocks, half a steal, uh, 2.8 assists, 9 rebounds, and 2.33s per game, 92% from the free throw line, and 47% from the floor. Really solid week for, for Danilo Gallinari. Lou Williams, fresh, returning from injury. It's our next uh, player, 14th best player over the past week. 25 points per game, 0.3 blocks, 0.3 steals, uh, 6.3 assists, 3.8 rebounds, two threes per game, 90% from the free throw line, and 49% from the floor. Lou Williams is as solid as they come. He he's an interesting guy. He slid in a lot of drafts. You know, there are drafts you could have got him as late as the eighth, ninth, tenth round, and he has significantly outperformed his draft position. He has been uh, one of the pleasant surprises of this year's fantasy season too, with how many cooks in the kitchen there are in that LA backcourt. You didn't really know what his uh, role was going to look like this year, but he is uh, firmly cemented as the sixth man in that rotation. He gets minutes. He does a lot with them. And you got to be happy with Sweet Lou this year. All right. And uh, next best player over the past week, 15th best, uh, would be Larry Nance Jr., Cleveland Cavs. You know, he's just been on a roll. Uh, you know, surely he's not on any, on any waiver wires either. 14 points per game, half a block, a little under three steals per game, four assists, nine boards, no threes this last week for Larry, uh, Larry Nance. Uh, 77% from the free throw line, 55% from the floor. A pretty solid week for Nance. And again, the thing to watch is how will his role change when Kevin Love and Tristan Thompson return from injury. It's right around the corner. Uh, be interesting to see if uh, Larry Drew gives him the same minutes he's getting now. I, I think you still have to have him, and you just got to wait and see what happens when the other guys return. Definitely going to be something to watch, though. All right, and the 16th best player over the past week is Rudy Gobert, Utah Jazz. Uh, 20 points per game for Rudy, and that's really interesting because Rudy's usually not a big scorer. He usually sits between 10 and 15 points per game. So 20 points per game over the past week is really nice to see if you're a Rudy Gobert owner. Uh, 2.7 blocks, a steal per game. You know Those are pretty close to season averages. Uh, 1.7 assists, 15 boards per game. I mean, we all know Rudy Gobert's a monster on the glass. Uh, 70% from the free throw line and 71% from the floor. Uh, pretty crazy when your field goal percentage is higher than your free throw percentage and you're shooting 70% from the free throw line. All right, and our uh, next performer of the week, the 17th best performer of the week is Drew Holiday, New Orleans Pelicans. 23 points per game, uh, 0.8 blocks, a steal per game. 7.3 assists, uh, 6.3 rebounds, 1.3 threes, 83% from the free throw line, 46% from the floor. And Drew's been great all year. 
Uh, a lot of a lot of people could get him in the third, fourth round of their draft, and if they did, they got an absolute seal. He's been providing late second round value all year. All right, and the 18th best performer of the past week is Bradley Beal, Washington Wizards. Uh, this is going to be interesting. Uh, obviously, we're going to get to this in our injury segment. John Wall is out for the remainder of the year, and with that in mind, Bradley Beal's value is about to explode. If you remember, uh, John Wall missed some time with a knee injury last year, and uh, when he missed that time, uh, Bradley Beal went from you know being a uh, third, fourth round player to a second round player, and right now it looks like Bradley Beal, uh, based on what he did this past week, you know he could be a top twenty guy rest of season. That's going to be fascinating to watch. But over the past week, twenty points per game, half a block, a little under three steals per game, four assists, uh, four point eight rebounds. Uh, two threes per game, 83% from the free throw line, 40% from the floor. What really does it is the assist. That's what really changes Beal's value. You know, when John Wall's out there, he's the primary ball handler. He's the primary playmaker. When Wall is not out there, it puts Beal into more of a playmaking role where he can set up his teammates, and that's where those assist numbers are going to push up. All right, and the ninth best player, 19th, excuse me, not the 9th. The 19th best player over the past week was Joel Embiid, Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, just another fantastic week from Mr. Embiid. 28.5 points, 3.5 blocks, no steals, which is a little weird, but uh, not too much to worry about there. Four assists, nice to see. 16 rebounds per game, two threes per game, 94% from the free throw line and 56% from the floor. Joel Embiid is an absolute animal. Uh, he is a first-round player of the series, a top-10 player. And if you are lucky enough to get him outside of the top-10, you've got to be happy with uh, what you're seeing from Embiid. And the 20th best player over the past week was Lamarcus Aldridge of the San Antonio Spurs. 30 points per game from Aldridge this past week. Uh, 0.3 or 0.7 blocks, 1.3 steals, 2.3 assists, six boards, no threes, uh, 81% from the free throw line, and 60% from the floor. What a phenomenal week from Aldridge and. You really like to see the good percentages there because that's been one thing that's uh, sort of held him back all years. That field goal percentage hasn't been great. Uh, just maybe like to see more in the way of defensive stats, but if he can maintain that field goal percentage, uh, LaMarcus Aldridge could push back up into the top 30. Uh, all right, that does it for the top 20 performers of the past week. Uh, we're going to move into some waiver wire free agency additions that could help your team. Let's get right to it. All right. And our first player on our waiver wire free agency segment of the show is going to be Thomas Sadaransky of the Washington Wizards. The Wizards announced that uh, starting point guard John Wall is going to be having season-ending surgery uh, to remove bone spurs on his heel. Uh, Thomas Sadaransky is a 
backup point guard uh, last year when John Wall was out for a few weeks, a few weeks, a few months, uh, having right knee surgery. Sadoransky performed pretty well in his place then, uh, was a top 100 guy then. I expect him to be a top 100 guy now, now that John Wall is done for the year. In his first game without uh, John Wall, he had 20 points, 4 rebounds, and 6 assists. Uh, so, nice start so far. Um, but I would definitely go uh, pick up Sadoransky if he is on your waiver wire and give him a look. Next player is going to be Mikal Bridges of the Phoenix Suns. Really having a great week. And uh, you're starting to see the defensive numbers come around with Mikal Bridges. Uh, you know, he is firmly entrenched in the starting lineup in Phoenix. They invested a lot in picking him. Uh, but he's a guy that I uh, think could be a top 100 guy rest of the season. The defensive numbers continue then. You know, he could push into the top 70, top 80. Uh, but yeah, right now you definitely got to own him and uh, see how that uh, wave rides. Uh, next guy is an interesting guy, Derek White, the San Antonio Spurs. Yeah, you know, obviously DeJounte Murray normally would be the starting point guard, but towards ACL preseason and uh, that left a void for minutes, which has mostly been filled by uh, guys like Bryn Forbes and Patty Mills. And uh, Derek White, he, you know, he did have a chance earlier this year, started a few games, didn't really do much with this opportunity. Seems like this time around he's doing a little bit more. The assist numbers are uh, pushing upward, uh, more defensive stats. And, uh, you know, if he continues to get minutes and opportunity, and uh, Derek White could be the guy that pushes into the top 100. Uh, right now, you know, he's kind of on a roll. I would definitely pick him up and uh, see what you can get out of Derek White. Next player is Marcus Smart, Boston Celtics, uh, inserted into the starting lineup as a starting shooting guard alongside Kyrie Irving. Uh, Marcus Smart's been playing really well in that role. Usually the god-awful field goal percentage hasn't been god-awful. Uh, you know, his steal numbers are great. Uh, not turning the ball over as much as he normally does when he is uh, primary ball handler off the bench. Uh, you know, he's getting rebounds, still getting those assists. Uh, right now, Mark Smart, you know, he looks like a guy that uh, could push into the top 100. So right now, I think you go pick him up and... Uh, I think you see uh, how he does. All right, and the next guy is Seti Osman, Cleveland Cavs. Uh, guy who was very hyped coming into this season. And uh, he had you know a couple big games early, you know, back when Kevin Love was uh, still healthy. Uh, but Seti Osman, he's a guy, it looks like the scoring is starting to come around. That shot's starting to fall. He's starting to get more rebounds, get more assists. The only thing you're really not happy with with Seti recently uh, would be the defensive numbers. I don't think he's ever really going to be a guy that's going to get you blocks, but he should at least be a steal-per-game guy, you, you would like to hope. Um, we haven't really seen the steals come along yet, but uh, it you know, he, he's definitely a guy I think that uh, you look to pick up 
may especially if your team is punting field goal percentage because that's really the main area where he can hurt you is you know the field goal percentage is not great uh if, if you can take the hit and field goal percentage seti osman's easily a guy that i would pick up and uh, see what he does right now especially with uh, kevin love probably returning within two three weeks um if he if he can play well with kevin love like he did uh, you know, his first couple games before Love got hurt, then uh, Sadi Osman could be a top 100 guy the rest of the season. Um, so I, I would definitely, if he's on your waiver wire, pick him up and uh, see what you can get. All right, and those are five waiver wire free agency ads that could help your team. Uh, we're going to move on to our next segment. That is the injury recap. All right, we're going to hop right into the big one. That is uh, John Wall. Wizards announced that he's having a season-ending surgery to remove bone spurs from his heel. Um, So not good news for the Wizards as a team, and obviously not for John Wall fantasy owners. Um, Pickup here is obviously Tomas Sadoransky. You know, started... uh, Point guard when John Wall was uh, hurt last year with a knee injury, did pretty well, provided top 100 value then. I'd see no reason why he wouldn't again this year. Uh, sticking with the Wizards, uh, Markeith Morris, who has been having ongoing back and neck stiffness just all year, uh, missed a couple games this week and uh, is going to see a specialist. And uh, he could be a guy to watch because, uh, you know, if that that meeting with that specialist doesn't go well. Uh, then uh, obviously Thomas Bryant, his value is going to continue to go up. We mentioned him last week. You know, as a guy to add if he he's available, and he he had another good week last week. So yeah, keep your eye on him if you haven't added him already. Uh, definitely add him while Markeith is still out, and uh, his value. Uh, will it absolutely explode if Markeith Morris ends up missing an extended period of time? Uh, LeBron James, weird because he doesn't get injured a lot, uh, strained his groin, and uh, he's probably going to miss a couple weeks with that strained groin. Uh, you know, there's a bunch of videos circulating around Twitter, you know, showing him say, "I felt a pop after he injured it." Uh, not great though, uh, but hopefully it's nothing too serious for LeBron. I'm guessing just a couple weeks. Uh, Rajon Rondo, of course, right when he returns from injury, he gets another one. Had surgery on, I believe, his right thumb. I was going to miss another month, and with both those two players out, uh, a lot lot of guys are going to see their value go up. Brandon Ingram, Kyle Kuzma, uh, Lonzo Ball, you know, obviously guys that probably should be owned anyways, but uh, their value should go up. You know, there's going to be minutes and uh, usage to go around now on the Lakers. Uh, two guys that I think might really not have considered adding, but now, uh, you know, at least while LeBron is out, you could definitely look at adding would be Josh Hart and Contavious Caldwell-Pope. Uh, JaVale McGee on the Lakers uh, also returned Sunday from a seven-game absence due to illness. Uh, So 
it's good to see McGee get back there out there on the court. Uh, Gary Harris appears close to returning uh, with the Denver Nuggets. You know, had a live scrimmage over over the weekend. Uh, it looks like he could be close. Derek Rose uh, last week uh, he missed a game, you know, due to ankle. Uh, injury came back, uh, had a couple good games, and it looks like he re-aggravated it. He did not play Sunday, and I would not be surprised if he misses a few more games this week. Still, don't think it's anything too serious, uh, but it's it's you know, obviously not encouraging, and uh, hate, hate to see it. You know, injury hit Derrick Rose right when it seems like he's. Uh, kind of finding himself again. All right, the Utah Jazz had uh, Ricky Rubio uh, miss a game, and Jay Crowder doesn't seem to be anything too serious for either guy, but, uh, you know, obviously Rubio being the more uh, fantasy-relevant player of the two, definitely keep your eye on him. And uh, Dante Exum had a couple good games while... Uh, Rubio was out. Uh, definitely, definitely worth keeping your eye on Exum. And if you know he, he was, I believe, the sixth overall pick uh, in his draft class. Not positive on that one, but uh, Dante Exum is definitely a talented guy. His career's been riddled by injuries thus far, and interesting to see what he can do if Rubio misses some time. All right, uh, DJ Augustine, Orlando Magic, he left Sunday's game, tweaked his ankle. Doesn't appear to be too serious, but he didn't come back in the game. Uh, not good for the Magic. Uh, Jerry and Grant could could see an expanded role if DJ Augustine misses some time, although they had been going with Jonathan Simmons as the backup point guard recently, just because Jerry and Grant had not been getting it done. be interesting to see if they just have Jonathan Simmons shift over from shooting guard to point guard in the starting lineup, uh, or if they will, uh, or if they will, uh, you know, give Jerry and Grant a chance at the starting point guard job. Uh, let's go on to Dallas. Wes Matthews, I uh, believe is a knee issue, but uh, he he uh, missed a couple games. And uh, if he misses some time, he's a guy that's going to be kind of hard to hold on to. So uh, keep an eye on Wes. But, uh, you know, that, that doesn't affect too much. You know, guys like Dorian Finney-Smith maybe get a slight bump. Uh, maybe you know Dennis Smith Jr. still out too. So JJ Barea, uh, you know he his role expands a little bit too. Uh, Marvin Bagley the third, the Kings uh, announced that he will be out another two weeks. Uh, he was a tough guy to hold if you didn't have an IR spot. Anyways, obviously if you do have the IR spot available, you just throw him on your IR spot. Uh, but he was kind of that fringe guy before he got hurt, so kind of tough to hold if if you don't have that IR spot. All right, and uh, Atlanta Hawks, Kenton Bazemore is going to be out for a few weeks, and uh, Dwayne Dedman, uh, 
he could miss some time as well. Uh, Pierce Dudman's injury might not be nearly as serious as Bazemore's. Uh, you know, with Bazemore being out, Kevin Horter could be a guy to look at. Uh, but Dwayne Dudman, uh, obviously a- Alex Len is the guy to pick up if Dudman misses an extended period of time. Uh, Toronto Raptors, Kyle Lowry having back issues again, and man, uh, just have to hope that it's nothing serious because when Lowry plays, he is good. Uh, but Freddie Van Fleet has been wonderful in his absence as well. Flowery misses an extended period of time. Fred Van Fleet is the pickup. Uh, 76ers uh, announced, well, shouldn't say they announced, but uh, Markel Fultz announced that he's expected to play again sometime this season. Not like he was really doing much when he was playing, but he thinks he will be back. Uh, Joel Embiid missed Sunday's game with uh, knee soreness. Uh, Hopefully it's just a one-game absence and there's nothing too wrong with Embiid. Uh, Brooklyn Nets, Ryan Hollis Jefferson. uh, He, uh, I believe it was Saturday's game that he left injured. And uh, in, in his absence, Kenneth Fareed played 27 minutes and, uh, had 20 and 10. Uh, I don't know if that's how those minutes are going to be distributed moving forward. Uh, Alice Jefferson had an abductor strain, which is uh, the same thing that Steph Curry had earlier in the year. So um, I'm expecting at least two to three weeks uh, for Ryan Hollis, Ronde Hollis Jefferson to be out. Um, you know, Damari Carroll could see bumping his value. Rodion Couric's, uh could see a bump in his value. Uh, don't think that they're going to play Kenneth Freed close to 30 minutes every night. I do think that that was more of a situational thing. But uh, we'll see. You know, Maybe uh could have a 2013 Kenneth Freed for a couple weeks, and that would be fun. Uh, Houston Rockets, Eric Gordon uh, missed a couple games, and uh, you know, hope, hope that there's nothing too serious with him. It uh, doesn't really affect much there. Eric Gordon's kind of a fringe guy anyways. Really only has value if Chris Paul or James Hard are out. Uh, you know, maybe more minutes to guys like Gerald Green or uh, Austin Rivers now that uh, he is on the Rockets. And uh, with the Heat, James Johnson missed some games due to illness. Not great. Uh he was uh, sort of starting to come back into his own, but uh, you know, missed a few games due to illness. Hopefully it's nothing too serious. Uh, it's really hard to know if, if he ever had to miss like a week or so, uh, whose value would even go up because minutes are so hard to predict in Miami. They are one of the deepest teams in the league. It seems like the rotations are changing uh, just almost all the time. All right, and that is going to wrap up the injury portion of today's podcast. Uh, moving on to the weekly awards. Let's get right to them.
Alright, we'll go right into our first award, and that is the Stat Stuffer of the Week. James Harden of the Houston Rockets. Harden just had an incredible week. 42.3 points, 1.3 blocks, 1.7 steals, 6.3 assists, 5.7 rebounds, 7 three-pointers, 89.5% from the free throw line, taking a little under 13 free throws per game. So that's almost guarantees you're going to win that category unless you got Andre Drummond and uh, Clint Capella on your team as well. Uh, and then 42% from the, the floor. So just an absolute monster week from James Harden. And those are the kind of performances we expect from him pretty much on a weekly basis now, and especially with Chris Paul out too. All right. And now for the, uh, next award, the lousy line of the week. Joe Ingles of the Utah Jazz. Not a great week for Jinglin Joe. Only 10 points per game. Uh, no blocks at all. One steal per game. Uh, 3.7 assists. Three rebounds. 1.3 threes. 67% from the free throw line and 42% uh, from the floor. Uh, you know, if there is somebody in your league who panics, though, uh, owns Joe Ingles, you know, send him a low ball trade offer. Send him your worst, your second worst player in your roster. See if they bite, because I do think Joe Ingles is better than this. I do think he will improve. I think he's. Uh, firm top 100 guy and if obviously if anyone was stupid enough to drop him you go and you pick him up right away uh, but yeah joe ingles uh is the lousy line of the week all right and then our uh next award goes to the top rookie of the week DeAndre Ayton of the Phoenix Suns, number one overall pick in the draft, and you know he's been pretty darn good this year. But Ayton had an absolute monster week: twenty point eight points, block and a half, two point three steals, uh, one and a half assists, thirteen point three rebounds, didn't take any threes. Free throw percentage was only thirty three percent, but he didn't even take a free throw per game. So not as concerning as it might seem, uh, but here we go. 73% from the floor on 14 attempts. And, you know, that that's just insane. You know, that almost guarantees you're going to win that category. You know, unless you got somebody like Aaron Gordon pulling it down. Uh, yeah, DeAndre Ayton is your top rookie of the week, and uh, hopefully he can piece together some more. Uh, weeks like this and uh, you know, hold that top 40 value that he's been providing all year. All right, so that does it for our weekly awards. Now we are going to preview week 12 in fantasy basketball. All right, previewing week 12, upcoming week in fantasy basketball. Uh, Let's first take a look at the uh, number of games played by team. Most teams will play three games this week. Um, if I don't mention the team 
then just assume they're playing three games this week. Uh, the only game, only team with two games this week are the Knicks. No teams play five games. No teams play one game. And then the teams with four games this week are the Hawks, uh, the Hornets, the Mavericks, the Grizzlies, the Wolves, the Thunder, the Magic, the Suns, and the Raptors. Uh, so just keep that in mind for your streaming. You're probably not going to want to add anyone on the Knicks this week unless you have lots of additions and uh, happens to fit schedule-wise. Uh, but yeah, you're going to want to look at Hawks players, you know, uh, Dallas, uh, if Wes Matthews uh, misses any time, Dorian Finney-Smith could be a guy to add with that schedule. Uh, the Wolves, uh, you know, if Derek Rose misses some time, maybe Josh Akobe is a guy you could add, you know, for the week. Uh, same with Orlando, uh, you know, if DJ Augustine misses, this is sometime maybe Jerry and Grant's a guy that you stream in. And Toronto, you know, with their four-game week, uh, Fred Van Fleet, if Lowry misses some time. Uh, let's take a look at the back-to-backs this week uh, where we can really add some streaming value. Monday and Tuesday, there are no back-to-backs. Uh, Tuesday to Wednesday, both Detroit and Philadelphia have a back-to-back. Wednesday to Thursday... No back-to-backs. Thursday to Friday, no back-to-backs. Friday to Saturday, uh, Cleveland, Dallas, Memphis, Milwaukee, Portland, and Utah all have a back-to-back. Saturday, Sunday, Charlotte and Toronto have uh, back-to-back. And then uh, if you're comfortably ahead in your matchup and you want to get the back-to-back Sunday, Monday, then Brooklyn, uh, the L.A. Lakers, and uh, Orlando have that back-to-back. Uh, one thing to note, on Tuesday, and th- there are only five games. On Thursday, there are only three games. So those are going to be big days for streaming. Uh, when you consider, too, that uh, Monday to Tuesday... Wednesday to Thursday and Thursday to Friday, there are no back-to-backs. And uh, the majority of the back-to-backs you're going to find are on that Friday to Saturday. Um, It looks like you're really going to want to hit that Tuesday to Wednesday back-to-back really hard. Really see if you can uh, pick up anyone on Detroit or Philly. Uh, Embiid, you know, missed... Uh, Sunday's game, you know, maybe Mike Muscala, if Embiid misses any more time, could be a guy to look at. Uh, Detroit, you know, maybe like a Langston Galloway or Stanley Johnson, Luke Kennard, if uh, they're available. Um, so, yeah, you, you know, want to utilize an ad there. And then uh, probably on that Friday to Saturday and then Sunday, use that more uh, quality over strategy and really add something that's going to help you with your specific matchup. Uh, Only other thing to note about next week, there is a big gap um, in Indiana's schedule. Their first game is on Monday, and then they don't play again until Friday. And then uh, they play on Sunday as well, but just note that big gap between Monday and Friday. If you do own anyone on the Pacers, All right, and that does it for the Week 12 preview.
And that will also do it for this week's podcast. Uh, Thank you, everyone, for listening. I know I can definitely speak for Michael when I say that both of us appreciate you tuning in. Uh, We're just trying to enhance your fantasy basketball experience, hopefully provide some insight that uh, allows you to do a little bit better in your league. Obviously, we're not right all the time, but I like to think we know a thing or two about PNC basketball and uh, just trying to learn more each day, just like we all are. And uh, appreciate every single person who is pressing play. Uh, looking to uh, hopefully get the podcast onto Apple Podcasts soon. Uh, we got on to Spotify. Uh, you know, obviously, we're on Anchor, uh, Pocket Casts. Uh, a few other places where you can find podcasts at, but uh, hopefully within the next couple of weeks we will have it on Apple Podcasts. And uh, I look forward to uh, talking to you all next week. Goodbye, everyone.